Hello, everyone. Praise the name of Jesus. We are so glad to have you with us today to our Abundant Life Family Church online service. I'm Pastor Monty. This is Pastor Don. Hello. And happy Resurrection Weekend. Yes. This is the weekend that we celebrate the raising from the dead of our Lord and Savior, the Lord Jesus mm -hmm. Christ. He was raised from the dead, the Bible says, by the glory of the Father. And uh, we believe today's message is going to be a great encouragement to you in these days in which we live. We're going to get right into the scriptures, but a couple of notes before we get into it. We're going to, first of all, we're going to receive communion towards the end of this time together. And uh, if you want to ready uh, the bread and the cup, now's a great time to do it. We want to also say a great big thank you to our church family and friends for their continued faithful support to help us be able to do what we do in this ministry. Praise God. Last week or so, we've got out over 1,200 little track bags mm -hmm. with candy in it yes. to kids Glory and scriptures uh, because mm -hmm. our heart is, as you, if you've been with us, is to reach out to the lost, to plant yes. seed. Yes. And uh, we want to be champion seed planters. Mm -hmm. Praise God, because the Bible tells us that uh, the seed is the word of God, according to Luke chapter 8, verse 11, actually. Mm -hmm. I think of that other scripture where mm -hmm. Paul said there to the church of Corinth, I have planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. Amen. So uh, yes. he increases. Even when we don't see it, we plant the incorruptible living word of God, and it produces results in people's lives. Amen. The greatest result is someone getting born again. And so we're thankful for your help and support in that area and your prayers. And also too, if you haven't subscribed to this channel, then we want to uh, be able to invite you to be able to do that. All right. And so praise God, that is a uh, wonderful uh, opportunity you have to do that. And then you can be uh, notified when we do have a, a new video online. All right. You can just do that little subscribe button and uh, praise God, you'll be all set. Okay. Yes, amen. amen. Yes. But we're going to get right into the word of God. But let's have a word of prayer here before we do. Heavenly Father, we are so excited and so thrilled to be able to be uh, Father God with those uh, who's joined in right now. Yes. Lord. To be able to look into your precious word, Lord, the word that is alive forever. Mm -hmm. And Lord, we thank you for the blessing and the edification that comes forth today, mm -hmm. and that every need of every person would be met today watching this broadcast. Mm -hmm. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. 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 Well, hopefully you have your Bibles uh, with you, but I want you to uh, turn to something here. And uh, if you do know the Lord, that's great. This is going to immensely bless you today. But really, if you might be tuned in today, just thinking, you know, well, uh, it's this resurrection weekend, it's Easter, uh, and so I'll see what they have to say about it. Well, uh, let me ex encourage you with something. It's not what I have to say about it that really matters. Mm -hmm. It's what God says about it, because we have the ever-living, never-changing written Word of God, and that's what we're going to be looking at and studying together today yes. once again. So if you have your Bibles, this is in the New Testament, Hebrews chapter 6. I want you to turn there, and I want you to read with me, starting in verse 1, what it says concerning uh, the resurrection. We have a key foundational doctrinal scripture, and uh, this will be a great blessing to you. 
And so if you have your Bibles, please turn there and let's start reading there in verse one. Okay. And what we read here is, is starting in verse one is we see, therefore leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith towards God, of the doctrine of baptisms and of laying on of hands. Now get this, and of resurrection of the dead and of eternal judgment, okay? So those two last things he says there in uh, verse two are especially important. Uh, the resurrection of the dead and of eternal judgment. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, you wouldn't have eternal judgment if there wasn't a resurrection from the dead, okay? Because the resurrection from the dead takes place before eternal judgment, okay? But let's look here in this second verse of chapter six and notice something particularly uh, this is said that this is one of the foundational fundamental doctrines uh, of the New Testament, okay? And the resurrection from the dead is the crux of Christianity. Uh, because Jesus lives, we live as Christians, all right? So if Jesus did not be raised from the dead, then we don't have any hope. And uh, there's several scriptures. We don't have time today to look them all up. But suffice to say that because Jesus was raised from the dead, that goes, gives us hope, and that's mm -hmm. eternal hope, uh, and that is everlasting. Because when a person dies here, that is not the end of their existence. Mm -hmm. You were born into, you were born with a physical body, you're here on earth, but you're a spirit being. So you were born, even though your body may die one day, if Jesus tarries his coming, which we all will, unless... Uh, the Lord comes and this mortal is going to put on immortality, mm -hmm. but you were born into an existence that will never end. Mm -hmm. That's right. You were born. Think about that. You were born into an existence that will never end. Either heaven will be your eternal home or hell. Mm -hmm. and, and God's not willing that any perish, but all come under repentance. And so that gives us hope. And you might be tuned in today, uh, just seeing what we're going to say about the resurrection. And again, it's not what I say. It's not what she says or any other preacher for that matter. It's what God said about it. Right. And his word is true and it's been proven true. And you can, you can better than go to the bank on it. When people say they go to the bank about something, that means it's a sure thing. The Bible says we, yeah, it's guaranteed. Mm -hmm. The Bible says we have a more sure word of prophecy in, in the epistle of Peter. Yes, so we don't take lightly these things that are said, but the, this is one of the fundamental doctrines of resurrection of the dead and of eternal judgment. They're all fundamental doctrines and the principles of Christ. But the resurrection from the dead, this is not a new thing. You look at uh, religions all across the board and things and quote unquote objects that people serve and gods, uh, there's only one that's ever foretold his death, foretold his resurrection and where he was going from there and that's none other than the Lord Jesus Christ. That's right. And that's good news. Amen. So, but it's not just resurrection from the dead, it's of eternal judgment. Mm -hmm. Because as Christians, we live a whole different life when we understand it's just, you know, we're going to be raised from the dead and everything's fine. No, the Bible tells us that we're going to give an account for the life we lived yes. uh, for Jesus mm -hmm. and the way we served, the way we treated people, 
and all of those things. So that that's an important aspect of our Christian service and as living for God here on the earth. Okay. Now, uh, Peter says, and you're fairly close there, but if you turn over a few pages to first Peter and chapter three, let's notice something here. Now, as, and, we're, as we're turning over there, hon, what I want to make mention, too, is that um, you might say, well, I've been raised in a Christian home all my life, or I've been saved all my life, and, and that's good. The, the most important thing is it's about relationship with the Lord. And we want, to, we want to stress that. It's never about religion, because really, it was the religious people that put Jesus on the cross, exactly as, we, as we well know, or maybe you're finding out. Um, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't people that were, it really wasn't the non-believers or the unbelievers that, that put Jesus on the cross. It was the religious people. That rejected. That rejected, it. yes, what he had to say. They were envious, mm-hmm. offended, and they didn't take the scriptures with an open heart. And it, that's why it's so important, no matter how long we've been saved, that we always come to the word with a teachable spirit. We never want to get lifted up in pride. And we've talked about that in the past somewhat, but this is all intertwined together, keeping a teachability about us, no matter how long you've been saved. Even if you've been saved 60, 70 years, you know, and you're in your 80s or 90s, perhaps, we none of us have arrived. The Bible says we only know in part there in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, but, you know, praise God, we can always keep striving to know more and more. Amen. None of us have arrived, but you can, but the Lord gives us understanding. Yes. And that's why it's so important to have this understanding so we know how to live our lives according to the Word of God. We know how to help others, too. Amen. Which Amen. Is really important. Well, we're ever learning, but we are coming to more and more truth. Amen. Yes, we are. Uh, not, as the Scripture says in one place, ever learning, but never coming to the truth. Yeah. We don't ever want to be in that category. But in mm-hmm. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15, Peter is encouraging the believers here which should encourage and admonish us today. It says, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready. That's what we want to focus in on. And be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you, and that would be saved or unsaved alike, Mm -hmm. a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Now we could go ahead and read on there. But here's the truth in that verse of Scripture we want to look at, particularly today, as we look at the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. When you're, as a Christian, out in the workplace or marketplace, and you're out going about your daily life or with your neighbors or wherever you may be, it's important to understand that, as Jesus said, he was going to make us fishers of men, right? He told his disciples that, follow me and I'm going to make you fishers of men. It's very important that we understand the significance of our life lived for Christ and the light that shines forth being the salt of the earth and not only understand the importance, but then be ready to answer, Mm -hmm. to be ready to tell somebody about this life that we live. Why are we devoted to Jesus? Is it just because we're weak people? Now, sometimes you hear that Mm -hmm. in the world, and perhaps you've heard this yourself, Yes, through your life as being a Christian, or maybe you're not a Christian, as I said earlier, but we're going to give you an opportunity here at the end of the broadcast today. But it's a weak, it's for the weak. You know, we're, you're, you're a weak person. That's why you need a crutch. Well, Jesus is not a crutch. 
is an ambulance because right. you cannot even get into heaven mm -hmm. uh, without the Lord Jesus Christ. Right. He is the ultimate stretcher that, that <laughs> brings us into, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he picks us up in our yeah. dead condition and praise God through the Thank resurrection of life through Jesus. Mm -hmm. He gives us a new brand mm -hmm. spanking new start. Mm -hmm. Amen. Mm -hmm. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Yes. So we're new on the inside. Mm -hmm. But the moment we get born again, we receive eternal life. Mm -hmm. And from there, if we depart this earth, even if we departed early, we go right into the presence of Almighty God in heaven. Amen? Mm -hmm. And that's good news. But here's the scripture here in verse 15 of 1 Peter 3. But sanctify the Lord your God in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason. Mm -hmm. See, Christianity is reasonable. Yes. As I mentioned earlier, it, the reasonableness stems easily, as we can see here from the scriptures, that Jesus arose from the dead. Mm -hmm. All these other gods, they're still in the grave. They're still in the tomb. They're not living. But Jesus predicted his own death and resurrection. Yes, he did. And it was foretold before that by the prophets of the Old Testament. So when you look at this, this is so absolutely incredible that we have the opportunity, and every day for that matter, to celebrate the resurrection. Because he lives, we live. Mm -hmm. But the reasonableness of Christianity stems from the fact that, first of all, if you study the scriptures, you see how reasonable it is for the thinking mind. But also, too, God bears witness and testimony by the life that we live that it's different. Mm -hmm. We're different. I was talking to someone earlier here um, today, as a matter of fact, about how our life is different after we get born again. It's not the same. Mm -hmm. uh, we're not just an old sinner saved by grace. Once we come into the family of God, we've been born again. Mm -hmm. We're in the family of God. We have a new nature, and that's important. So the life we live and the reasonableness is followed up by a life that is supernatural. Yes. It begins with the supernatural, and it's to be manifest mm -hmm. all through our life. Mm -hmm. And that's why we need the manifestations of the gifts of the Spirit mm -hmm. in our lives, yes. in our church services, mm -hmm. all the time, because it gives proof that Jesus arose from the dead and he confirms that yes and that's and then, you know when you think about it there in second uh, corinthians chapter 5 verse 17 you know if it, it, when the lord comes to make a radical change in our life we should be different the old things are passed away behold all things have become new so if all things are become new they're not the same that's right they're different and mm -hmm. that's why a christian's life should be different they should not, you know, they should be unrecognizable from what they used to be. Right. You might say, well, you know, you're not the same person as what I once used to know. No. And, um, you know, well, that's a compliment because that's the way it should be. You know, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. New creature. All things are passed away. Yep. Behold, all things are become new. So that's the difference in our life. Now, there's some things that we have to work out in our flesh. We have to work out, you know, with our mind and our 
our soul and our emotions because those things are not born again. Those things are have not been made new yet. Right. But yet the Lord's given us this beautiful tool right here to be able to renew our mind to the word of God. Exactly. To be able to pray in the in the Holy Ghost. And he's given us a lot of tools. He's given us equipment. Mm -hmm. He's given us armory, so to speak. He's given us, um, you know, the armor of heaven so mm -hmm. that we can put these things on and, and not only help us, but help others. Amen. Because once we do get born again, we start out as a babe in Christ, right? And then we grow. God's intended purpose mm -hmm. for us as believers is to grow up spiritually and never to remain the same, but being changed from glory to glory. Amen. That's his intent and purposes. Yes. Amen to that. So we have a new nature. Now, in the reasonableness of Christianity, you have to remember that all through the scriptures, they solidify one with the other because they all are in agreement. There's no contradictions in the word of God. Mm -hmm. All right. People that say that sometimes they, uh, they, they try to make light of the fact that God's word is full of errors and all that kind of thing. Well, like I told one person, you know, that uh, that said that, you know, the Bible, they wouldn't read it because it's full of errors. And I said, you know, you're exactly right. It's full of errors. The first error was when Adam and Eve disobeyed God. So you're exactly right. That's you right. see a Bible that a lot of people made errors in, mm -hmm. except the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes. Amen? Yes. Okay. Well, so about the reasonableness of the resurrection, what you find is in the early church, and remember this, we're giving that as a reference point, but the church of the Lord Jesus Christ is now in the last days, right? We have some 2,000 years since Jesus arose from the dead. So now we should be doing the same things as what happened in the New, Te New Testament early on. Mm -hmm. The same thing should happen. The Bible tells us in Hebrews 13, 8, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Okay? So whatever he did in the Gospels and whatever we see in the Acts of the Holy Ghost, the book of Acts, we should still see it today. Okay? Mm -hmm. And so that is encouraging. That is what the world wants to see. Mm -hmm. They don't want religion. Mm -hmm. They want to see somebody really different and that's where the Bible tells us in Peter that we are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, right? We've been called out of darkness into his marvelous light. And that's by what Jesus did for us through the resurrection from the dead and by us receiving him as our savior and being born again. Mm -hmm. but, in the, but in the New Testament, early on, we read in Acts chapter three, and we won't take time to read it here, but... Uh, we read how Peter and John were going to the temple to uh, at the hour of prayer. And what we see in the scriptures is, is that uh, there was a great miracle that took place. This man that was lame, that was begging alms, uh, Peter, as he approached him, uh, he said, look on us. And he said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Okay, so... What happened was the man, he stood up. His ankle bones received strength and he leaping up, stood and walked and entered into the temple, walking, leaping and praising God. Yes. Now that's New Testament Christianity. That is supposed to happen today. Mm -hmm. All right. 
not just through the preachers, but for believers who, following God, following the scriptures, praying for the sick, casting out devils, doing those things, all give testimony to the resurrection of Jesus being raised from the dead. Because those are supernatural. Mm -hmm. Those are all supernatural. But this man, he come into the temple praising God. Peter preaches a little message telling the people, you know, you need to repent and believe on the, the Lord Jesus Christ and such. And then you go down to chapter four, verse one, and it says, and as they spake unto the people, the priests and the captains of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them. Now, let me pause for a moment and explain something. The Pharisees were religious people, as was the Sadducees that gave Jesus most of his trouble here while he was here on earth. Right. Okay? That's true. Because they were always bucking what he was saying. They wanted to stay with the religious system, and Jesus was coming to tell them that the Savior has come into the world, me, and I'm going to redeem mankind. I'm going to go to the cross. I'm going to suffer for all of humanity once and for all, carry humanity on my back, and bleed for them, uh, suffer for them, remain sinless, be put to death. And after three days, yes. I'm going to be raised from the dead. Mm -hmm. And he was. Yes, and so was. right here by this man receiving his healing, his miracle, mm -hmm. that gives testimony that Jesus is alive. Yes, amen. That he was rose from the dead and that he was at, at the Father's right hand. Now, so the scribes and the Pharisees during Jesus's earthly ministry gave him all kinds of trouble. They, they, didn't, they didn't go for what he said and what he stood for and who he said he was. But as you see here, one of the things, let me point out, mind you, the Sadducees, if you look at the Gospels, uh, they didn't believe in the resurrection. How depressing. How, de how depressing. Call yourself a religious leader and not believe in a resurrection. Yeah, and you just go through all the religious motions, let that occupy your time here on earth, and then just to die. And mm. that's it. But Jesus said, there is a resurrection from the dead. Glory to God. And so here they are. These people came to him, the captains of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them. This is at the end of Peter uh, preaching the truth about Jesus. Mm -hmm. And look at verse two. This is Acts 4, 2. And being grieved that they taught the people and preached through Jesus, the resurrection from the dead. Why are they grieved about that? Because that, that went be, that crossways. That should be great news. Yeah, that's I mean, awesome. That means there's hope after a person dies because they get to yes. be with Jesus and live with him forever. I mean, I mean, in the mm -hmm. natural, that doesn't make any sense. Exactly. If you think about that, you know, to yeah. have eternal life and have that promise that you get to reign and rule with Jesus. Yeah. And they just, like you said, that went, that went crosswise <laughs> against the cross, the grain with what they... With what, you know, uh, with all these, uh, what they believe in man-made religion, yep. with their man-made religion. Yep. And, and, and Very notice this funny, but sad. It, it is, it is, but they, they were grieved because they taught, they teached and preached Jesus through Jesus, mm -hmm. the resurrection from the dead. Yes. So that was the crux of the, <laughs> the matter of the religious people. 
-hmm. and why they were so upset and angry is because you're, you're preaching something that we didn't preach and you're preaching something that's new to me. And again, how depressing it is to think that after this life, you can have all the money in the world. You can have all the health, all the success, all the fame, whatever. And you die only to lose it all and to go into a place of non-existence. Well, let me tell you something. There is an existence beyond this natural realm, beyond this world that we can see with the naked eye. There is a very real spirit world. Heaven is a real place. Hell is a real place. And you want to make sure that you're in the family of God. You want to make sure that Jesus is your Lord. And if you're not and you're watching today and with us, we're going to pray with you in a few minutes that you could receive Jesus and would receive him because you can do that. All right. Mm -hmm. But let's finish up here. So they were grieved about this. Nothing to be grieved about, by the way. Right. Mm -mm. And they laid hands on them and put them in hold under the next day. And it was even now, even tied now. How be it? Or in other words, however, verse four, many of them which heard the word did what? They believed. They believed. And the number of the men was about 5,000. So what you see here is you had the religious people. They didn't believe. And then you had other people who believed and they came in to the family of God. Mm -hmm. See, the scripture tells us that when we have the testimony of Jesus, it's the spirit of prophecy. And as believers, when we go tell people, people may see you go to church and they may see you carrying a Bible and they may see you or observe you rather uh, speaking to someone about quote unquote religious things or Christian things or about Jesus or about the Christian experience. Well, guess what? We need to have when they ask us a reason for the hope, the hope that we have is because Jesus is alive. And how do we know that Jesus is alive? Well, we have the witness from the Spirit of God when we believe on Jesus and because of the validity of the Holy Scriptures, but also too, Jesus, as the Scripture says, gives his believers proof that he's alive by the supernatural workings of his miracles, his signs, and his wonders. And the world wants to see that. They want to see the love of Christ. They want to see compassionate people, but they do want to see the supernatural. Mm -hmm. And the Bible tells us in John's gospel that as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. And so when we go out and we do exactly what Mark chapter 16 says, After Jesus arose from the dead, he rebuked his disciples and he said, because of your unbelief and hardness of heart, they didn't believe initially those that have saw Jesus after he arose from the dead. But he said, these signs are going to follow them that believe. Mm -hmm. And if you look at Mark chapter 16, he tells us explicitly five different signs, casting out devils, speaking with new tongues. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, If we drink anything deadly, it wouldn't hurt us, right? Wouldn't hurt us at all. That's right. And he ends up there uh, talking about laying hands on the sick and seeing them recover. Well, praise God. These are things that we're supposed to do. And uh, if we do them, 
when he talks about taking up serpents, by the way, in that whole area, that's not talking about snake handling. But in those five areas, he's talking about supernatural things that occur because we believe in Jesus. And you notice there in that particular verse, verse 18 of Mark chapter 16, that it says, you'll lay, you're going to lay hands on the sick and they're going to recover. Mm -hmm. You're going to lay hands on the sick. They're going to recover. So when you come across people that aren't saved, that are not born again, that don't know Jesus, then you can minister life to them by praying for them because God loves to answer prayers. And if you will absolutely obey the scriptures, taking God at his word and tell people, yeah, I can tell you that God is alive. Jesus has been raised from the dead because he answers prayer. He heals bodies. People speak with tongues. That's supernatural. And they absolutely have the miracle working power of God working in their life. Mm -hmm. And when you step out and obey the scriptures, God's going to confirm his word. If you read there, the end part there in verses 19 and 20 of Mark 16, it says, so then after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. And they went forth and preached everywhere. See, just like Peter was, he preached that message, that man in Acts 3, his ankle bones received strength. He went right into the temple. They got mad about it, as we just read. They were grieved about preaching Jesus and the resurrection. Mm -hmm. And this is exactly what we need to give the world today is the supernatural miracle working power of Almighty God. And as the scripture says there, they went forth, preached everywhere, the Lord working with them. See, we're not healing people, but Jesus is confirming the word with signs following. So you have a ministry that has been given to you as a believer. And that ministry begins and ends with you believing what God said. So if you're out there today, we need to remember this because we're celebrating. We're not walking in darkness. We're walking in the light of life. Jesus has been raised from the dead. And as we're particularly this weekend celebrating the reasonableness of the resurrection, remember that you're supposed to go and do the works of Jesus. You're to get out there and to just in simple childlike faith, take the words of everlasting life to the dying world that's all around you. Hallelujah. That's good news. Because he lives, we have hope. Amen? Yes, amen. Now, you might be out there today and you say, well, I did go to church when I was young. I uh, was water baptized. I, uh, I was prayed for when I was young. They told me that, you know, there was something special about my life. You know, all these different things, mm -hmm. religious things, they're all sound good. But whether those things, signing your name on a church roll, giving money, they don't save you. That's right. There's a particular way that we need to come into the family of God. Mm -hmm. If I gave you my address to where I lived and I told you explicitly that this is how you get to my house, there's only one way to get there. You have to take this road followed by that road, by another road, by another road. And if you try to get there any other way, you're not going to make it. Mm -hmm. Then I gave you the way to get there. Now, if you don't get there because you didn't follow the instructions, 
that surely wouldn't be my fault, right? Now, let's move this over into the Father God and what Jesus said about himself. He said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but through me. So he told us the exact way that we can get to the Father's house, to heaven, and it's through the Lord Jesus Christ. And by accepting him, by receiving him as our own personal savior. Now, if you're out there today and you're listening or watching, why don't you receive Jesus? It's God's way. It's God's way to do it. And it's the only way to get to heaven. No matter what anybody else says, it's what the scripture says. And back to the point I made in the beginning today is that the Bible is absolutely true. And this is, talking about the Bible, what we're going to be judged by. So if you're out there today, if you'd bow your head right now, get on your knees if you can and surrender to God and say, I want to, I want to make sure that I've got everlasting life. I want to make sure I'm going to make heaven my home because tomorrow may never come for you. We're not promised tomorrow in this world. And you could die today. Where would you go? Would you go to heaven or would you go to hell? The Bible says in Romans 10, 9 and 10, it says, if we would confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God's raised him from the dead, <clears throat> we would be saved. You have to receive it. So why don't you pray right now? Say this after me. Bow your head. Say, Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I come to you right now. I come to you right now, and I ask, and I ask that Jesus, that Jesus, would come into my heart, would come into my heart, create me anew, create me anew, and forgive me of my sin, and forgive me of my sin. I want to turn to Him. I want to turn to Him. Look to Him. Look to Him as my Savior, as my Savior, and to be my Lord, and to be my Lord. I ask you, Lord. I ask you, Lord. In creating me new. In creating me new. And giving me eternal life. And giving me eternal life. To forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of my sins. And by faith. And by faith. I receive Jesus. I receive Jesus. As my Lord. As my Lord. As my Savior. As my Savior. I believe. I believe. That he was raised from the dead. That he was raised from the dead. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I pray. I pray. Amen. Amen. Now, if you prayed that Amen. out there, praise God. That is exciting. That's the first step, but it's not the last step. Now the Lord wants you to grow because a life that you live devoted to him is what you need to do now. But you're going to need help. You're going to need other church Christians around you, a local church to help you. No matter where you're at, God wants you connected to other believers. All right. And if you prayed that prayer, we want to send you some materials you can look at the bottom of your screen, come to the website, and uh, you can contact us. We'll be glad to send you out some free materials to help you in your walk with the Lord, help you to get planted in a good local church. And again, if you're in the Portland metro area and you don't have a church home, come and, come and be a part of Abundant Life Family Church in Tualatin, okay? Amen. <clears throat> the angels are rejoicing. And because he lives, you will now have everlasting life. Amen. Yeah, Hallelujah. That's right. Isn't that good to know? Yes. It's so wonderful. wonderful. Yeah. Well, at this time, before we close out today, we want to receive communion. We do this at the first of the month, and this is the communion table. The cup 
and the bread. The cup is found along with the bread in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, and it was something that the Apostle Paul received of the Lord and telling about how on the night that Jesus was portrayed, he took bread and he drank of the cup. And for both of them, he said, do this in remembrance of me. Mm-hmm. And we do it in remembrance of what Jesus did 2,000 years ago. So as a born-again Christian, and this is what this is for, this is for Christians, it's not for the unsaved. For the born-again Christian, we look back to what Jesus did 2,000 years ago. So with the bread and with the cup, we're going to pray over these. All right? Amen? Honey, do you want to pray over the bread? Sure. So, Father God, we come before you right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Yes, and we Lord, do. we put ourselves in remembrance what Jesus did for us at the cross at Calvary. And that is he took upon himself all of our sicknesses, all of our diseases, all of our infirmities. That, Father God, that yes. he would bear those for us and remove those from our lives so that we can act on his healing power that he wrought on the, on the tree there. And that when he was raised from the dead, it was a finished work. So, Father, yes. we thank you right now in the name of Jesus that, Lord, as we take this bread right now that was yes, broken Lord. for us, it, it symbolizes his body broken for us, that as we take it, we can receive healing for our bodies today. And we give you the praise and the glory that we put ourselves in remembrance of what he did for us at Calvary. And through his burial, death, and resurrection, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Let's Amen. go ahead and take and eat. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And begin to thank the Lord for your for his healing power coming and touching you right where you're at right now. Mm-hmm. Father, we thank you, thank you Lord. for confirming your word. Yes. Because we're believers. And Lord, we thank you mm-hmm. for bringing healing forth to those that are watching right now and yes, listening in the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Touch them in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father God, Thank for you, healing mm-hmm. those precious ones in Jesus' name. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Now with the cup, Lord, we put ourselves in remembrance of what you did 2,000 years ago. And Father God and Lord Jesus, we want to thank you, Father, for first of all sending Jesus, but Jesus, for doing what you could have no other do. And that was come in humanity as God. Lay your life down, spill your blood so that we could come into the Father's family. Be forgiven of our sins. And right now, Lord Jesus, we want to thank you for your precious blood that washes away all of our guilty stain and creates us anew. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We do thank you and praise you, Lord, for the communion table and what it represents. Yes, Father. We thank you, Lord, for making that so real in our life that, Father God, will never be the same again. In Jesus' name. Mm-hmm. And fathers, we pray, Father God, for those that are tuned in today. We pray, Father God, that the truth of the resurrection will get stronger and stronger. We pray for a fresh boldness as the believers go forward and preach that Lord signs and wonders would be done. Would be done. 
through the name of Jesus and that, Lord, you would confirm it to your glory and that, Father, people would want what we have mm -hmm. by the testimony we share and by the supernatural workings that only you can do. Yes. In the name of Jesus, Lord, yes. make us a blessing as we go forth and celebrate yes, the resurrection. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, praise the name of Jesus. Remember, because he lives, you live. And we have that life to share with others. So until next time, let's keep our eyes on Jesus. Keep doing the work that we've been called to do until the Lord Jesus Christ returns. We love you and God loves you. Go in the power of the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.